So the last couple of days I had a chance to get away for a few days of prayer up at our little log cabin up in the mountains. Beautiful time of solitude. Yesterday morning I was sitting out in this valley. It's a beautiful spot because there's a lot of lyre birds living in this valley. And early in the morning there's probably about four or five of them all kind of competing against each other. Um, they're the most amazing creatures because they, they limitate any sound they hear. So they were, they were imitating every other bird in the forest around them. But it was kind of fascinating just sitting there listening to them. Because the thing about lyrebirds is that their, their, their actual calling is actually quite ugly. Like it's sort of this screechy whistle sound. Whereas they can imitate other sounds and sound glorious and beautiful. And the other thing is that they're extremely shy as birds. You know, so the other birds around the forest, you could walk through the forest and they didn't care. They just keep on chirping and singing. Whereas the lyrebirds, if you made the tiniest little sound, they'd stop. Because they're almost like neurotic. They're like, someone's hearing me right now. And if you try to sneak up on them and get close to them, they disappear. They'll run away, hide under the bushes, and they won't come out for hours. And it just struck me the difference between the actual birds and the ones who are trying to imitate to sound like them. You know, and it might be anthropomorphizing it a little bit too much, but it's, it's almost like the actual birds are sitting there saying, hey, this is me. This is me. I'm confident in who I am. Get over it. This is me. Whereas the lyrebirds are kind of having this existential crisis of like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm trying to be everyone else. And I, I was sort of sitting there thinking, that's us, really? Us as Christians? I think that's very much how we are. That often we're so busy trying to be what we should be. We're trying to be this particular image of holiness or what a Christian should be. And it's not us. You know, and often we're really insecure and we're, we've got this deep fear that anyone's actually going to notice us and realise how we really sound when we're not pretending. You know, when we get to the, this gospel of what Jesus is saying here to, the, to this, this, this man who comes up to him, it seems that what Jesus is trying to say is that the heart of the whole Christian journey comes down to this question of identity. Because really, so much of our sin comes out of that identity question. You know, if, if I'm grasping and trying to get stuff and, you know, trying to make myself into something great, it's because I don't think I'm good enough. Or if I get angry at someone, it's because there's a deep fear that you're going to see my weakness. You know, there, there always seems to be some sort of identity question underneath all of our sin. Some deep fear that you're actually going to see who I really am and realise that I'm not what I'm pretending to be. And it's almost like Jesus is trying to say, you need to come to a place where you know who you are and you're actually really confident in that. You know, because once again, like I said, we, 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 we spend a lot of time pretending. There's my church self, and then there's my work self, and then there's my family self, and then there's myself around my friends, 
where I can get away with certain things that my wife probably wouldn't let me get away with or my, my church friends wouldn't let me get away with. And there's so many different versions of me. And we don't really approach any of them with any real confidence. Now, this impacts us when we start to come to love other people. Because you can't love someone else unless you've really firmly planted on a, on a, on a solid foundation. You know who you are. And I would say for a lot of us, this is the biggest thing that stops us evangelizing. Because when I go out on mission, when I go out to evangelize, I'm pretending. I'm trying to be like other holy evangelists. I'm trying to speak the way that a good preacher should speak. It's not actually me. You know, or when I'm trying to care for someone, I'm trying to be like a nice caring person would look like. And and really the whole thing is this giant imitation game. We're not really bringing ourselves into the story. You know, when Jesus says these two things here, he's asked, what what are the two most important commandments? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. Now, the second of those always fascinates me because I think it's the one commandment we live perfectly. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. Because what that means is if you don't really love your neighbour, you probably don't love yourself either. You know, if you speak harshly to people, you probably speak harshly to yourself. If you put other people down, you probably put yourself down. You know, if, if you hold this unbelievably high expectation for other people, you probably do it to yourself. And so once again, Jesus is saying it's about identity. Stop and ask that deep question of, are you content in who you are? Are you happy in who you are? And if not, then why? You know, once again, often we're just so busy worrying about what other people think. Am I living up to a standard? And and I think as Christians, we're particularly bad because it's always about trying to become something better, you know? Like, Like, what should I be? And we're so busy trying to be what we should be that we spend more time pretending and less time actually growing. Now, the second of these commandments where Jesus says, love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. The key word there is all. It's kind of scary, really. Because he's saying everything. Love the Lord with everything you've got. Everything of your mind, everything of your strength, everything of your understanding, everything of your heart. Now, is there anyone in this church who could say that they're genuinely doing that? No? (laughs) You're all very honest. That's good. But once again, the question is why? There's a good chance because there's a huge amount of energy being devoted to other stuff, which always comes back to some question around my identity. You know, even here in church, we come here to worship and praise God, and half the time we're there thinking, am I raising my hands enough? Am I singing off key? You know, are people wondering about how stupid I look? You know, is my hair out of place? I I think about that a lot, really. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we've always got this background voice going on, like, am I good enough? What are people thinking? And it consumes so much energy. 
And even, even in our worship, we're imitating. You know, we're, we're trying to be good Christians. We're trying to keep God happy. But it's not really where our heart is. You know, the, the best charismatic praise time I've ever been to was in a small little prayer group in Victoria, down near Phillip Island, with about six dairy farmers who were singing so unbelievably off-key, it made me almost... I had to restrain laughing. But it was the most spirit-filled worship time I've ever been to because they didn't care. They weren't sitting there worrying about what other people thought about them. They were just belting out their voices as loud as possible, glorifying and worshipping God. They were worshipping with all their heart, all their strength, all their mind. They were were leaving nothing behind. And I would say because they were just quite content in who they were. You know, that... Go go back to that original analogy of the forest and the birds. Like they, they, They were like the other birds just saying, this is who I am, this is who I am, I'm quite happy with this. And I'm going to give this to God. Whereas I was sitting there in that praise time, like the other, like the lyre birds, terribly afraid of what other people thought of me and whether I was good enough. Yeah, I think this is really what Jesus is trying to call us to. Know yourself. Be comfortable in yourself. And, and, and stop trying to be a Christian so that you can actually start to be one. You know, stop trying to look like you should look. Stop trying to evangelize the way you think you should evangelize and just start being yourself. You know, start just genuinely loving people as you are. And I think at that point we're going to find that we start to really fulfill these commandments.